Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard America's most popular radio travel show. I am Rudy Maxa, and today I'm delighted to welcome a new member to the family of stations around the country that broadcast Rudy Maxa each weekend. Charlottesville, Virginia. It's well known as the home of the much respected University of Virginia and, of course, Thomas Jefferson's plantation manor called Monticello. Charlottesville survived the Civil War quite nicely because the town surrendered to avoid being destroyed by Union troops, and today its charm is appreciated by visitors to the city as well as visitors to the surrounding Shenandoah National Park. If you've never been to the Shenandoah National Park, that's a treat that awaits you. So, beginning this weekend, WCHV News Talk 1260 and on the FM dial, 94.1 WCH. Uh, excuse me, WCHV, broadcasts Rudy Max's World Sunday evenings from 7 to 9, and I couldn't be more delighted to be on the air in that beautiful part of that beautiful state of Virginia. So to our new listeners in Charlottesville, well, welcome to Rudy Max's World, where every weekend we take a very broad and expansive view on travel and keep you up to date on travel news and deals. Coming up this hour, for example, we're going to learn which airports in the U.S. have the best amenities and which are best for changing planes. Our pilot in residence, Patrick Smith, read two articles recently that made him mad. They both claim that today's passenger jets are so advanced they can fly themselves. Patrick begs to differ. And how about a vacation involving railroads? Todd Powell, the president of Vacations by Rail, has some great ideas for some train trips in 2013. And finally, if you're about to give up on your New Year's resolutions, we've got a travel expert for you with five destinations that might help you stay the course. But first, let's start with a look at this week's news and travel. American Airlines on Thursday asked for a, asked a bankruptcy court for a fifth extension to file its reorganization plan. The reorganization plan was actually due March 11th, but the airline's been asked to be given until April 15th. It is, of course, in serious conversations with U.S. Airways about merging the two airlines. Reports indicate the airline will keep the American name, but it will be U.S. Airways' CEO who will run the merged airline. I'd expect a decision on this in the next month or so. Guess he wants to install lithium batteries on its new aircraft, Airbus. Despite the fires that have plagued Boeing's new Dreamliner, Airbus says it studied the battery situation carefully and feels comfortable about installing them on its A380s. Airbus's chief executive says since the first A380 isn't due to be delivered until mid-2014, the company's got time to learn from the current investigation into Boeing's problems and change design if necessary. Speaking of Boeing, we're beginning the third week uh, that the world's 50 787s have been grounded. Earlier this week, all Nippon Airways, which flies more 787s than any other airline, said it replaced 10 of those lithium batteries long before the world knew of any problems. The airline told Boeing about it, but it didn't tell safety regulators because, said the airline, the problems weren't considered a safety issue and no flights were canceled or delayed. On Friday afternoon, a spokeswoman for the National Transportation Safety Board said investigators are moving swiftly and making progress in their investigation of a battery fire aboard at least one of the Boeing 787 Dreamliners, that one in Boston. The busiest airport in the world is Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport with an annual capacity to handle 90 million passengers. But what if I told you a new airport's going to be built somewhere in the world to handle 150 million passengers? That's 60 million more a year than Atlanta's. Can you guess where it'll be? Well, the answer is Istanbul. It'll have six runways. It'll be built in four stages with completion in 2017. Istanbul's bidding to host the Olympics in 2020. Right now, the city has two airports, Ataturk and Sabitha, uh, excuse me, Sabahia. 
And next month, the new hub opens in Dubai with a capacity of 160 million passengers. They just keep getting bigger. Now, since we're in an airport frame of mind, you know, there are big differences in American airports, but the good news is that many of them keep getting better. For example, you can actually find fresh fruit in some airports these days, most airports, actually. The major leisure and business travel company called Travel Leaders Group asked more than 1,000 of its travel agents to rate domestic airports in several categories. Steve Locks is the chief communication officer with, uh, excuse me, yeah, officer with Travel Leaders Group. He's been on the show before. Nice to welcome you back, Steve. You've got the results, don't you? Yes, thank you, Rudy. It's great to be back. Um, the number one airport for best connecting time is Atlantic Hartsfield, which you just mentioned, uh, uh, followed by Charlotte and then Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, and and which were the what were the worst ones? <laughs> well, interestingly enough, uh, Atlanta ranked number three, but that was topped by New York's JFK and Chicago's O'Hare. So that indicates some people think Atlanta is a breeze to switch uh, planes in, and some don't. I gather. Exactly. All right, let's talk about amenities. But first, uh, when you did this survey, what do you what do you, when you talk about airport amenities? What do you what were you talking about? Well, you know, a lot of people think of them as being airline lounges and even places to catch a good nap, but uh, they could range from yoga rooms and art exhibits to putting greens. Ah, okay. So who are the top three? Well, the top three were number three, O'Hare, uh, number two, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and number one was Atlanta-Hartsfield. Atlanta, again. And, how about, and dining is coming on strong, isn't it? Yes, it is. And a lot of these restaurants have local fare now at the airports, uh, great outposts at the airport for major restaurants in their hometowns, and uh, airport managers have figured out that people are willing to pay for something special. And O'Hare came in third, followed by Minneapolis-St. Paul at number two, and again at the top of the list is Atlanta. I'm sort of getting the idea Atlanta and Chicago's O'Hare are taking the lead here. Yes, uh, but Minneapolis-St. Paul, where the two of us both live, uh, has come on strong too. Um, for example, uh, more than 300 of our agents with kids chose these as the top three airports for families traveling with kids. Atlanta was the third most popular. Minneapolis-St. Paul was second. And Orlando, probably no surprise because it, it is the gateway to Disney World, is number one. Well, you know, I, I, I've got to say I did an article recently on uh, one of the concourses at Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, Concourse G, I think it is. I was Delta just through there yesterday. It, it's, Delta has hired the same company out of New York that did their food services in, in their LaGuardia terminal, and the restaurants, uh, again, they brought in, as you mentioned, they brought in local chefs who advised on these restaurants, and these are places you would, you know, if you, if you can get through security, of course, you'd actually like to just go eat on an average night, perhaps. And it doesn't look anything like an airport either. It's no, it doesn't. Your, way to your gate, it's, it's amazing. And, and every, I, I think in most of them, if not all of them, every single table or even at the bar, you have a mounted iPad on, not only, on which not only can you look at the menu, see pictures of food, you can also, you know, browse the web while you're sitting there eating. I mean, it's your iPad to use while you're there. That's, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very futuristic looking and very cool, I think. And also a lot of great food options, which is probably the most important thing. Yeah, I really think so. And I know, I know that the, because I live here, and you may know this as well, the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport Authority controls all the other concourses. And just Delta just has this 1G concourse, even though it has planes on others. And I know from talking to the airport officials, they are looking at G concourse, and they're, and they're saying people, airport officials from all over, executives from all over the country are coming in to see it and are going, Wow. Well, and you know that G concourse is very important as well because it's also where all the international arrivals and departures take place. So it really is the gateway to Minneapolis-St. Paul for international travelers. You know, they're doing a good job. So Atlanta, Chicago, and MSP, Minneapolis-St. Paul, seem to come in high in these ratings. Hey, uh, Steve, thank you for uh, dropping in today. Thank you very much for having me. 
Steve Locks is the chief communications officer with Travel Leaders Group, and that survey was conducted with, uh, I think, over a 1,000 of its travel agents to rate uh, those categories of domestic airports in the United States. Um, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to ask the question, are jet planes so advanced now that they can really, really fly themselves? Our pilot Patrick Smith has something to say about that. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. At Granger, we understand running a facility means wearing a lot of hats. One minute you're replacing a condenser fan motor, the next you're swapping out fluorescent bulbs. That's why we offer over 900,000 products in 31 product categories. Many ready right when you need them, from HVAC equipment to safety supplies. Whatever you need, even if it's a new hat. Yeah, we've got those too. To help keep your business running efficiently, call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Folks, you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip, right? Well, if you're like me, you have OnCall International. On the line is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, why is membership with OnCall International so important? Rudy, OnCall International is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations. We offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice. We cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home. And we offer plans to fit every budget or need. Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, our pilot in residence and uh, journalist extraordinaire on, extraordinaire on all things aviation, Patrick Smith, read a couple articles in the last month in pretty mainstream journals talking about how, you know, with jets, uh, American jetliners now are so advanced that they really fly themselves. Patrick Smith joins us because, as I mentioned, he's got a thought or two on that. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. What do you think about that when, when you hear people? Well, you, these were people who, in some cases, they had some credentials, right? Yeah, yeah, they do, and that's part of the problem. Um, yeah, this is just one of those things, and, and put all those letters in, in capitals. So one of those things that, that drives me crazy. Um, conventional wisdom now holds that modern jetliners basically fly themselves and pilots are on hand 
really as little more than than a backup in case something goes wrong. Um, and conventional wisdom is wrong. Yet we hear this over and over and over again. Uh, recently, it came up twice um, on the Daily Show with John Stewart, um, an MIT professor, uh, Mary Cummings, who um, is in the media quite frequently. She's an expert on UAVs and drones. Uh, she said something to the effect of, um, an Airbus uh, is basically a drone, and that pilots just sit there and push push buttons and don't actually fly. And then in Wired magazine, a reporter said that uh, the Boeing 787 um, could fly, quote-unquote, unaided, and that the idea of having pilots there was irrational. I mean, that's not just a little bit misleading, and, and ridiculous. It's completely misleading and ridiculous. Yet, that a publication, you know, with the renown of, of Wired or you know somebody with, uh, you know, M- MIT credentials, you know, can say this to a national audience shows you just how pervasive this idea is. All right. Let me interrupt you and remind our audience: you make your living. Uh, your your your, your yeah. blog is called AskThePilot.com, and you write. You've got. I know you've got a new book out. We'll have you on that for that this spring. Um, you write extensively on these matters, but. Your day job is you're a commercial pilot for a major U.S. airline whose name uh, we, we agree not to, to mention. Um, so you are there at the controls all the time. So tell me two or three things that uh, that you know as a pilot just make these assertions ridiculous. Well, well, first let me say that you're correct. I, I am an advocate, um, and it is obviously in my interest to debunk the idea that my profession is about to become obsolete. Um, at the same time, I, I'm going to have to ask you to take my word for it. I, I'm not. I am, I am being honest. I'm not being naive. And, and grant me the fact that I'm pretty familiar with the day-to-day aspects of how planes fly. And, and you can't necessarily say this about these researchers and academics and journalists who say these things that get put in front of millions of people. Now, um, okay. You know, autopilot, we hear that expression. What exactly does that mean? Most people don't really have an understanding of what that is. An autopilot is just a tool, along with lots of other tools in the cockpit. Uh, don't don't take that. Don't make a joke out of what I just said. I um, <laughs> but really, no, you have to – the autopilot is there. It can do many things. It's It's a wonderful tool, but you have to tell it what to do. You have to tell it how to do it, and you have to tell it when to do it. I mean, in the – Boeings that I fly, um, there are probably seven different ways that I can set up a quote-unquote automatic climb or descent. Um, You know, a couple of analogies, uh, cruise control in your car. Um, Yeah, you can take your hands off the, the, uh, or well, you can relieve yourself of certain duties uh, while while the car is cruising down the highway. But you wouldn't put the car out on the highway by itself. It's not going to take you from from city A to city B, and that's true in an airplane, too. Uh, The the analogy that I like to make uh, that I think is more effective than the cruise control one is that cockpit technology helps pilots the way technology in an operating room helps surgeons. It makes the job easier. It doesn't make it easy, and it doesn't take away from all of the knowledge and expertise you need to have to be there in the first place. Um, I think it's very important that... Pilots be on hand and not flying a plane remotely because there really needs to be a a tangible, visceral sense of what's going on. I mean, trying to handle malfunctions and, 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 you know, all of the 
hundreds of, of or thousands of subjective inputs that that go into a successful flight. Um, and trying to do that stuff from thousands of miles away is just, it's just absurd. I can't imagine um, doing that or even wanting to do that. I can't imagine the flying public wanting anyone to do it either, frankly. And meanwhile, by the way, you know, 99, more than 99% of landings, for example, are still performed the uh, quote-unquote old-fashioned way um, by hand, and, and a full 100% of takeoffs are performed by hand. There's no such thing at all as an automatic takeoff, despite what some people will say on TV. It really? Just, I didn't know that. It does not happen. Not okay. in any Boeing, not in any Airbus, anywhere ever. Um, you know, part of what goes on in the middle during cruise is, yes, automated. But, uh, again, that doesn't mean the plane is controlling itself. It means that uh, certain tasks are, are being take of, taken care of automatically, but the pilots are still there instructing the automation to do what it needs to do, how it needs to do it, and when it needs to do it. Would it be um, too far-fetched to say that that unfortunate Air France flight that went down in the well, the Bermuda Triangle flying from South America might have been on autopilot when it hit uh, really rough weather? Um, well, I'm sure that it was initially. Uh, at that I know they did. The pilots did take the pilot did take control of it at some point. And, mm -hmm. and I mean that that accident really was so complicated. I mean, yeah, they, no, I don't want to go into it either. Yeah. I just I just want to say that there there comes a time where the pilot may have to step in at any moment. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, a flight, any flight, even a normal flight, one where there's no malfunctions, nothing goes wrong, it's still a very fluid and, and organic thing. And there are just so many decisions, big decisions and small decisions that, that are made right there on the spot you know, every time you're in an airplane. Why would an autopilot ever be used for a landing? Because of bad weather and no, no sight or...? Well, the, the auto land, as, as we call it, is okay. there for those very rare cases when the visibility, well, excuse me, when the visibility is so low, um, you know, a foggy morning in, in Buenos Aires, something like that, where, where it's sitting at zero. Uh, and certain planes are, are authorized to perform these, these landings under those conditions. The pilots have to be certified for it. The airplane has to be certified for it. The runway has to be certified for it. it, it it's a very unusual thing. I see. Um, okay. But it is there. And, and, you know, the fine print of an, of an automatic landing, it sounds very simple, but it's actually a pretty complicated procedure. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. I know you wanted to weigh in on American Airlines' new logos, their new livery on their planes, their repaint job uh, that will announce them coming out of bankruptcy at some point. What do you think of it? I think it's hideous, Rudy. I really I do. I do, too. And I think it's tragic because it's, it's not just ugly. Uh, what they did that I think is unforgivable is, is they did away with the... Uh, AA logo, you know, the double A with the, the kind of the gothic eagle in between. Yeah. And that was really one of the last truly iconic airline logos left in the world. And it goes all the way back to, I believe, 1967. And, and you know, old as it was, it didn't look old. It had a, a sort of timelessness to it, as all really good logos do. And, and I didn't see any reason to, to get rid of that. And now the airline has to basically reinvent itself. I understand the idea of coming out with a new look and a new feel when you emerge from bankruptcy. Lots of airlines do that, but but doing away with that particular symbol was, was really a shame. Yeah, well, the tails, it, look, it looks to me like an American flag. I don't know, there's just something... Well, Something yeah, very that, commercial it, about it. That, yeah, that, it's, it's it's crass. It's 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 gimmicky. Um, honestly, unlike a lot of other people, I don't hate the tail so much. Hmm. Um, you know, as as 
garish, I guess you could say. You're just lamenting the loss of the Eagles. I'm well, lamenting the loss of the Eagle and then uh, that trademark, which was just such a beauty. And I, you know, I, I know, you know, God bless design firms, but those are great big fat contracts, and I guess the design firms are happy to say to an airline, yeah, we can really help you here. You need us. Yeah. Um, they put millions of dollars into these uh, identity makeovers, and the results <laughs> aren't always pretty. You mentioned that we have 30 seconds left, uh, uh, Patrick, but uh, you mentioned that when the KAL jet, the Korean airliner jet, was shot, shot down by Russian fighters because allegedly straying into Russian airspace, that they, had, they changed their name. They even moved out of their headquarters in downtown Seoul and made it Korean Air as opposed to KAL. I mean, that was really an effort to get away from a tragedy, wasn't it? It was, and airlines will do that for you know reasons pertaining to tragedies like that, disasters, uh, bankruptcies. You know, anytime they they feel they need uh, a kind of a rebirth, and that's fine. But that's not necessarily a reason to to do away with some of the real uh, you know building blocks of your entity that, that that made you special. Yeah, the iconic logo. What what did we learn today in the first 28 minutes of Rudy Max's world that planes can't fly themselves? Patrick Smith, check him out at uh, askthepilot.com where his writing appears and maybe he'll be flying across the sky someday. Thanks Patrick. Anytime Rudy, thank you. We'll be right back to talk about some rail vacations. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. When you're running a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 80,000 diverse safety products, all to help you reduce injuries and downtime and keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger Safety, uh, Granger. Uh, you get the idea. Now through November 30th, save off the Granger catalog price with 25% off select DuPont protective clothing and 30% off Ansel products. Just call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Love hardwood? Get it for up to 59% less at Lumber Liquidator's hardwood flooring sale. Bellawood prefinished Brazilian hardwood is up to 47% less. Prefinished birch, just $169 a square foot. Our best laminates are 20% off are already incredibly low prices. Plus, get special extended financing. Don't miss out. These unheard of deals are available only while supplies last. Hardwood flooring sale is going on now. So visit LumberLiquidators.com or get to your local store today. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Well, Todd Powell made the mistake of studying abroad in Rome when he was going to Loyola University. And uh, he rode around in the trains and backpacked through Europe using his rail pass, sleeping overnight on, on trains. And uh, he's got a love of trains. And he grew up to start America's largest train vacation company and he's joining us for the first time the company is called vacations by rail you can find it at vacationsbyrail.com by the way and he joins me now because we're talking a little about rail vacations todd it's your first time on the show and i'm glad to have you how are you 
Uh, uh, doing great. Great to be here, Rudy. I really appreciate you having us on here and talking a bit about rail vacations. Well, you know, we spend so much time talking about airlines and airfares and fees because they're constantly changing the rules on us and so on, although I do try to spend a lot of time on Amtrak. Um, but you, you have sort of, you're not Amtrak. You are a private company, and you worked for Amtrak, and I guess you saw a ability to, what, package train travel with hotels and tours? How extensive are your offerings? Well, absolutely, and, and we, we, have, uh, we have trips all over the world. So we, we deal with companies like Amtrak in the United States, uh, Via Rail in Canada, uh, selling European trips. Uh, we do escorted rail, uh, rail journeys. Um, we do independent trips. And um, it, there's so much rail product out there and so many different rail offerings for people uh, that, that uh, we, we felt that having it in one place would be a real advantage for people who are looking to uh, make decisions on rail travel. Because with rail travel, you, know, you, talk, you talk about airlines and you talk about hotels. People are familiar with those types of things. But rail vacations, it's, it's just not something that people are, are really familiar with. And so at Vacations by Rail, we like to educate people to help them make the best decisions for their rail journey. All right, in about 15 seconds, I'm going to ask you to start educating us. But let me just ask you, do you can you do soup to nuts? Do you tie in the airfare to get to that place in Canada or Europe? Well, uh, we can do that. We, 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 we really don't, though, because okay. All right. yeah, we, we really don't. It's, it, it's, it's easy for people to search their own airfares. All right. Nowadays. So I'm, I, I'd love this summer or, or yeah, this summer to, to maybe do some interesting train trips in the United States. Can you give me some examples of trips that might appeal? Well, there, there's been a long, rich connection between the railroads and the national parks, and so that seems to be uh, the types of journeys that a lot of people go on. And I think one of the uh, standout trips is um, uh, the Empire Builder, which goes between Chicago and Seattle via Glacier National Park. And um, that essentially follows a route that uh, uh, James J. Hill, the, the, who created the Great Northern Railroad, uh, put together and took people to the to the national parks all the way across uh, to Seattle and built these uh, historic lodges like Glacier National Park, uh, Glacier Lodge, and, and Many Glacier in Glacier National Park. So Todd, that is definitely... Todd, I am broadcasting to you live right now from the James J. Hill, what was James J. Hill's office building in St. Paul, Minnesota. Really? That's, that's, that's outstanding. So they're right there is the connection, right? It's called the Great I mean, Northern Lofts. Okay, right. so, so I, I, I think I know the answer to this, but but one could join this the train the uh, the empire builder in chicago or maybe even here in in minneapolis st paul where it goes through and then hop off at glacier national park and stay in one of these lodges that uh, were built because of the railroads cutting through national parks and then get on keep going to seattle or come back from there how flexible uh, I, I, is all this? I, I, either way, either way. And I, I think uh, one of the great parts about going to Glacier National Park and the Empire Builder is that it doesn't require a car even, so you can just take uh, when, you get, when you get off the train. So you can take the, pick up the train anywhere along the route, whether you're coming from Chicago, Minneapolis, or coming from the other direction, Seattle, uh, and, and heading eastbound. You get off the train. Um, you're right across the street from Glacier National Park. They actually have a, uh, a historic car that comes and picks people up, takes them oh, right up cool. to the, the lodge. Um, from there, many Glacier do the uh, um, Crown of the Continent tour on the Red Jammer buses, uh, and then uh, spend some, some time at, at Manny Glacier back to Glacier National Park uh, via shuttle transfers, and then hop the train to your, uh, whether it's going home or continuing on if you're coming from, uh, from the east, continuing on west via the Cascade, uh, the Cascade Mountains Beautiful. in Seattle. So it is that flexible. And uh, there's the Grand Canyon rail, rails and also the Zephyr that, 
that serves Yellowstone and Yosemite, correct? Well, right. So, so when you look at the, uh, uh, the, the Southwest Chief, which is a train that will take people from, uh, from Chicago or Los Angeles to, uh, to Williams, Arizona, where they can uh, stay at the Grand Canyon Railway Hotel and then pick up a historic train right to the south rim of the canyon, spend some, uh, a night or two at the, at the south rim of the Grand Canyon, do some touring, hiking, and those types of things. And then you can come back uh, by train. When you start to get to places like, and, and by the way, that uh, is one of a, another very popular trip, vacations it's, by rail to rails to the rim, because it, it doesn't gorgeous. require a card. It sounds gorgeous. We only have about 40, 50 seconds left on it, I'm sorry to say, but are these trips expensive? Are the sleeping accommodations pleasant? Uh, they're ple- they, uh, sleeping accommodations on the train, there's the roomettes. They're cozy. Uh, the roomettes or the, the bedrooms with, uh, with, a, with a bathroom uh, and shower in, in suite. Um, you could go coach class. So there's various price points, and uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it, and it's flexible. You can, come, uh, you can start anywhere along the route. And vacations by rail, you know, we're, we're, we're there to help people make those decisions as to the, uh, the best way and, and make sure that it fits into their budget and, and gives them the best possible experience. Well, I just, uh, I mean, I keep thinking I'm going to have the time to do something like this, and I would love to. It just sounds delightful. Um, Todd Powell is the president of Vacations by Rail. You can go look at some specific tours by going to vacationsbyrail.com. Todd, thanks for stopping and spending some time with us this weekend. Thank you, Rudy. We'll be right back in just a moment. Bye-bye. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. When you're running a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 80,000 diverse safety products, all to help you reduce injuries and downtime and keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger Safety, uh, Granger. Hey, you get the idea. Now through November 30th, save off the Granger catalog price with 25% off select DuPont protective clothing and 30% off Ansel products. Just call quickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Love hardwood? Get it for up to 59% less at Lumber Liquidator's Hardwood Flooring Sale. Bellawood prefinished Brazilian hardwood is up to 47% less. Prefinished birch, just $169 a square foot. Our best laminates are 20% off our already incredibly low prices. Plus, get special extended financing. Don't miss out. These unheard of deals are available only while supplies last. Hardwood flooring sale is going on now. So visit LumberLiquidators.com or get to your local store today. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Alka-Seltzer Plus presents The Cold Truth. I have a cold. 
I took NyQuil cold and flu, but I'm still stuffed up. Well, it may treat many cold symptoms, but it doesn't have a nasal decongestant. Really? Try Alka-Seltzer Plus Night Liquid Gels to relieve your worst cold symptoms, including your stuffy nose. Oh, that sounds much better. And soon, so will you. Alka-Seltzer Plus Night Liquid Gels. Oh, what a relief it is. Use as directed. And save a dollar when you visit Alka-Seltzer on Facebook. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You're listening to America's favorite radio travel show. And how are those New Year's resolutions coming along? Hmm? I bet one of them has to do with maybe health or weight. Gian, let me do it. Gian Pietro Ambrosi is uh, the general manager of virtualtourist.com. He goes by the name G because we only have six minutes to do this segment. If I had to say Gian Pietro every time, we wouldn't get much in. Uh, G, welcome to the show. Nice to have you back. Uh, hi, Rudy. Thanks a lot. Great talking again. All right. All right. G, G says he's got, uh, G, G tells me, or tells us, he's got five spots that are going to help you keep your New Year's resolutions. What do you mean by that, G? Well, personally, I don't like failure, so I never make resolutions. Um, but the, uh, as you say, one of the most popular uh, resolutions in the new year is to focus on uh, wellness, get healthy, go to the gym, work out. And so it's no secret that in January and February, all the gyms are really full. Um, one of my colleagues took a new, new take on this, and she went to a place called Rancho La Puerta um, near Tecate, Mexico, uh, about an hour south of San Diego. And she jokingly called it the Rancho La Corta. Um, but unlike um, the popular notion of what a fat camp is, where you eat a salad and you do 17 spin classes a day, it's really kind of focused on the whole idea of wellness. So focusing on yourself, getting distractions away, breaking habits, um, you're very active there, so you're doing hikes and things. They have an organic farm. You're eating well. Um, there's no uh, TV or Wi-Fi in your room. You're sort of encouraged to have some camaraderie and really focus on kind of getting yourself healthy. Okay, so the other four places you're going to give us are similar. I mean, these are places to go and get yourself together, basically, and, and maybe make it more than just a, uh, a two-month resolution. Yeah, you got it. That's All right, we've got four minutes so left, G, so you're going to have to go, you're going to have to be a little shorter on the other four. I'm going to swing right through. So unplugging on technology, a lot of us are on Facebook too much or we're on our computers too much. So in the Caribbean, there are a lot of places that focus on um, less on, uh, they focus more on what they don't give you than what they do give you. So uh, places like uh, the Meridian Club in the Turks and Caicos where there is no uh, phone in your room, there's no TV, there's no Wi-Fi, and you're really kind of focused um, on the beaches and walking and being active. Jake's that is a beautiful Jamaica, place. I've stayed. That's a beautiful place. Stayed there. The Meridian That's Club right. and the Turks and Caicos. Okay. 
Yep. And so one of the other resolutions is maybe to explore your spirituality or kind of um, just connect with the universe, um, whatever that means to you. So we recommended, uh, the members of Virtual Tours recommended Sedona, Arizona, which again is a beautiful, beautiful place. And so there in the desert, you're sort of encouraged to um, uh, look inward a little bit, it's in perspective. And, you know, if you're of a new age event, there's um, energy centers, vortexes. Vortex circles, or, vortex. <laughs> <laughs> there's all of that. And, you know, I get a helicopter ride there, and if that doesn't connect you to your notion of God, uh, nothing will. Um, well stressing less, doing yoga, things like that. I've been doing yoga for 10 years, and whenever I talk to the virtual tourist members about, oh, where should I go, Costa Rica always comes up. Um, Costa Rica has, I think, the largest percentage of eco-reserves uh, by land um, in the world. So you can kind of go to, an eco, uh, to a yoga retreat, experience the rainforest, relax a little bit. There's stuff on the Caribbean side, like the Samasadi Nature Retreat. Um, on the Pacific side, on the Osa Peninsula, it's packed with uh, yoga retreats like the Luna Lodge, Blue Osa, a couple of other places. And if you're a surfer, it's also an incredible surf spot. And then uh, finally, you know, one of the resolutions that people have is to help others or do good or do something meaningful. And, um, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot about on virtual tourists is like, we have a community in the Philippines and they're um, doctors and nurses and they organize these mountain hikes. And then on the way, um, they'll do medical clinics uh, for the mountain communities that don't have uh, access. Now, if you don't belong to a community like that, you can check out a place like um, idealist.org. You can look up uh, volunteer opportunities uh, by your skill set. Do you want to teach English? Do you want to help build houses? And also where you might want to go. Is it Guatemala or is it Ghana or someplace else? Um, so that's really great, uh, great way to do that as well. Gee, these are very, very cool things. We have about 30 seconds left. How, how, do, how do we find out more information? I mean, do you have something on virtualtourist.com with these recommendations? Well, on VT, we have like a million uh, members from everywhere uh, in the world, and we have a very active uh, forum. So it's really easy to just come there and ask questions about any one of these things that are of interest to you. And folks are pretty friendly and helpful, and they'll take time to kind of point you in the right direction or give you suggestions, um, even if it's very detailed and you're asking um, you know, really detailed questions. So that's a good spot to go, virtualverse.com. G, a.k.a. GM Piero Ambrosi, is the general manager of virtualtourist.com. All good ideas. I'd do four out of five of them. Gee, thank you. Thank you very much, Rudy. Take care. N nice talking to you. All good ideas. All right, stick around in just a moment. We usually do deals of the week in the last segment. We're going to talk to a retired sergeant in the Army who's doing something special for troops in Afghanistan for the Super Bowl, and it starts with pizza. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 52 after the hour. Hey, go to Facebook-TV show. I know it's a radio show, but they don't have a category for that or didn't when I created the fan page. So go to Facebook-TV show and like me and see some uh, stuff I just posted. Uh, Sergeant Mark Evans. Well, let me, let me first preface it this way. You probably know there's a big football game coming up Sunday night, the Super Bowl. 
Sergeant Mark Edmonds is a retired uh, master sergeant in the Air Force. He spent 26 years in the Air Force, both active duty and reserve. And he and his son were sitting around a dinner table not, well, about six years ago and came up with an idea. And what was that idea, Mark? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Um, the idea was uh, the war was on the TV. It was a Friday night, man's night. He was a freshman in high school. And we were eating Chicago pizza. And he said, hey, Dad, do they have pizza like this there in the combat zone? And I said, no, son, they're eating MRE, MREs out of boxes for months on end. And then they go to a, a you know, good area to get food. So he said, could we send some? And, I, and what went from a 300 pizza idea went to uh, 3,000. And what are you doing for, for, for the troops in Afghanistan and, and Iraq or just Afghanistan? Uh, the Middle East, sir. We, we the... just fed every soldier on the 4th of July. Our goal, we raise money with interviews. I work for AT&T. DHL gives us free shipment. Uh, your, your, your friends have to come up here and eat some Chicago pizza. All right. You live outside in a suburb of Chicago. And, and, yes, and I wanted, because this is a travel show and I talked to you, I said, I want to talk about the logistics. How many pizzas have you sent over to the Middle East for, super, for a Super Bowl pizza fest? Uh, this, this Super Bowl, last Super Bowl, we did 10,000 pizzas. This year we, we, we doubled it. We went over 21,000 pizzas, which is enough pizza to feed every soldier in the Middle East, which is what the military wanted. Unbelievable. Okay, this is a travel show, and I want to know how these pizzas travel. What are the logistics to get that many pizzas from Chicago area, from the Chicago area to Afghanistan and Iraq? Sir, other, it's a sheer countries. miracle. We've never had one pizza go bad, and as you know, there's catastrophic weather conditions to deal with. And I just happen to, to to have the best shipping company in the world want, wants to help. They're very patriotic, DHL. They take the pizzas from here in Chicago because we, we put pizzas on dry ice and ship them around the country. I do not own a pizza company. so <laughs> But you can get Chicago pizza around the nation. And so what we do is we put them on dry ice. DHL takes them uh, out to major hubs, some of their major hubs out in the Middle East. Uh, one is in Bahrain. At, on an island in the P Persian Gulf, and then it goes out from there to Bagram Air Base, Kandahar in Afghanistan, Kuwait, uh, Jordan, and some other secure areas that we can't divulge. But uh, then the military, they love the project so much that they take it from there. It's automatic. The highest generals in the world support this project. It's the rated number one charity in the military. It started with former David Petraeus, who, who said, Mark, let's have a pizza party when I emailed him. <laughs> Well, no, Sergeant, Sergeant Evans, I, I presume I presume these are all frozen in those airplanes while they're crossing the the, the ocean. Yes, right? sir. On dry okay. ice, they get re-dry iced in Bahrain. And, and where there. where do you get twenty? How many how many are you distributing this year? Uh, twenty one. Well, this year we did over fifty one thousand. But for Super Bowl, thousand on the Fourth of July. Super Bowl is twenty one over twenty one thousand. Where do you get twenty one thousand pizzas? Uh, well, there's there's uh, big manufacturing plants out here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I formed a pizza coalition. To we, I, I went and got the best tomato sauce, the best cheese, uh, uh, Del Grosso tomato sauce, uh, Laprino cheese out of Colorado, Del Grosso's out of Ohio, Gaglani and crust out of Chicago here, and uh, Fontanini sausage out of Chicago here, the oldest and biggest uh, meat company in in the country. And and uh, we put a, we put the best pizza on earth together, Chicago style. There's no intent on selling it. Um, but a, a company here who's been giving me free pizzas, um, they, they make pizzas for Walmart, the Chef's Pizza, and in all big stores, that one in the big box. It's excellent, all 100% natural ingredients. They said, Mark, we'll, we'll build a pizza for you if you want. If you ever want to do that, we'll hear five years later. I said, you know what? I've shipped every kind of Chicago pizza. Let's. And I was at a pizza show in Vegas, Las Vegas, 
And I said, what's it take to make the best pizza on earth? They said, you need the best ingredients. So I went out, and we found really good ingredients. We purchased a lot of the stuff and, uh, you know, boxes and dry ice and all that. So we, and we, we sent a special pizza, and it's just excellent. It's Chicago-style. All right, let me let me give the name of the program and the website. And if you would like to contribute for uh, uh, to Sergeant Evans' efforts uh, in the future, the web the, the program is called Pizzas for Patriots, and that four is the numeral four. So yes, if you sir. look for the website, go to Pizzas Numeral Four Patriots. So Pizzas for Patriots with the numeral four in the middle. Patriots for Pizzas dot com. Yes, Excuse sir. me, Pizzas for Patriots. Pizzas for Patriots. We're going to do Fourth of July is coming up. It's only five months away. It yes, takes sir. five months to design this. And the military is going to say, hey, can we feed every guy in the Middle East again? They wanted 50,000 pizzas. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a small guy here. Come on, guys, give me a break. But, you know, we could do it. If, we, if, if, we, if everything lines up correctly, and then we do Veterans Day. We serve pizza to veterans in veteran hospitals November 11th. And I want to tell you something. My goal this year, we've been doing 10 a year around the nation, from Texas to Chicago to Connecticut to New York and Florida. I would like to feed every guy in, in every hospital, VA hospital. It's about 30 pizzas a hospital. There's 250 of them. That's seven. Uh, that's uh, 750 uh, times 30. That's about 20,000 pizzas. Or t- and if I could get a national distributor, we could raise the money, buy the pizza, get volunteers to go to the VA hospitals, and just... You walk in a hospital, and they look at you, and they say, man, why are you bringing me pizza? You say, hey, it's Veterans Day. You you really deserve this. And Sergeant Mark fight. Evans is on a mission. If you want to join him, the website is pizzasforpatriots.com, and make that four a numeral four. God bless Sergeant you, Evans, Mr. thanks Max. for joining us. The Miracle Project, God bless you. And thank you, everybody, for helping us. Take care. Rudy Max's World, going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.